Kenneth Thomas Cuccinelli II. Who is he and what does he do? Let's talk about him. Welcome back to another episode of Community of Strangers. In this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about Kenneth Thomas Cuccinelli II. Who is this guy? Well, he's currently serving as the Acting Deputy Secretary of Homeland Security, and until recently, he was the U.S. CIS Acting Director for the Trump Administration. He was born in Edison, New Jersey. His father is Kenneth Thomas Cuccinelli, the first, and he is of Italian descent, if you can tell by the last name. His mother is Mary Beth Nee Riley of Irish descent. Ken Cuccinelli was raised as a Catholic. He graduated from Gonzaga College High School, a Catholic school in Washington, D.C., until recently, he was the U.S. CIS acting director and the public face for the Trump administration's immigration policy. And he is an immigration hardliner. But let's just review a little bit about his life. Um, Ken's mother, Mary Beth, um, talking about her son when he was young, he said, she said, um, he was, and I quote, he was passionate and loved to argue, but he was also a sensitive young man. His eyes welled and his voice cracked when he was faced with the pain of others. Close quote. So it seems from his mother's words that this is a sensitive person. This is a guy who has the ability to put himself in somebody else's shoes in order to feel the pain of others. Um, so, so far I like this guy, right? He seems like a, like a good person. Um, well, this, this young man um, decided eventually to go into politics. Though there is an article about him in the Washington Post which states that it wasn't until law school that he felt called to take his beliefs into a life of service. Remember, he, was, he is a Catholic, so his beliefs are, are you know, an important part of him. And according to this the article from the Washington Post, he, he felt like he was called to do this, you know, to take his Catholic's beliefs into a life of public service. Now, um, he, he, he first uh, received his Bachelor's of Science in Mechanical Engineering, and then he graduated from law school. So it, it wasn't until uh, law school that, that he felt this call to be a public servant. Once he became a politician, um, you know, there, there is a... Um, an opinion about him from uh, a GOP activist 
from Fairfax, Virginia. His name is Terry Ware. And this is what he says about Ken Cuccinelli. He was always more interested in moving an agenda. His goal is to live the views of his faith. So, so far, we know he's a Catholic guy. He was raised Catholic. He went to a Catholic school. He felt like he was called to be a public servant. And he felt that after um, law school. And people around him uh, seem that, you know, that that's his goal, to live the views of his faith. All right. So, so what we're getting so far about him is that his faith has a great influence in how he sees things and, and most likely in his politics. Um, now, let's review a little bit about his Uh, views on immigration. Remember, this is the guy who had served as the USCIS acting director for the Trump administration until recently. So let's explore what his views on immigration are. Well, here's one. He once sought to make it legal for employers to fire workers if they hear them speaking Spanish. That is what he uh, sought to do once. He sought to make it legal for employers to fire workers if they hear them speaking Spanish. So he wanted to make it illegal. Speaking Spanish wasn't something that he would accept. Here's another view that he has on immigration. He supported a constitutional amendment to deny citizenship to U.S.-born children of undocumented immigrants. Okay? So he, he is looking... Th this is a conservative guy who believes in the Constitution, but also does not believe in one of the amendments of the Constitution. And he wants to change uh, this fact that he wants to deny citizenship to U.S.-born children of undocumented immigrants. So we can tell this guy doesn't like immigrants, you know, or, or, you know, maybe people will say, well, no, he does. He likes legal immigrants. Okay. Well, he, remember, he tried to make it legal for employers to fire workers if they hear them speak in Spanish. Any worker, doesn't matter whether that worker is legal or illegal. If they spoke Spanish, he is of the idea he's of the opinion that that person should be fired because we're living in the United States of America and apparently we only speak English here. I, I don't know why it, some people find it so intimidating that there are immigrants that speak another language, that there are people that speak another language. People should be celebrated for knowing, knowing more than one language. They shouldn't be punished For speaking another language. Now, you could say, well, maybe he's, he's referring to people that don't know English. Well, yeah, there's if, if there are people that are first-generation immigrants, yeah, it's likely that their English won't be as good, especially if they're adults. That's a fact. But it doesn't mean that they don't want to learn the language. It means, you know, adults have a harder time uh, learning a new language. But they will, they will learn, you know, 
the enough English to communicate with their employers. But to think that any word that is uttered in Spanish, uh, it's worthy of um, someone being fired, I think that's a little extreme. And being willing to change the Constitution so that people, children that are born in the United States um, are denied citizenship, I think that is just horrendous. Um, there is a story about him, about Ken Cuccinelli, um, calling into a radio station. This happened in 2012. And he called in to criticize a local ordinance that he said protected rats from being killed in Washington. Okay, so he, he felt aggravated um, because of an ordinance that he said protected rats from being killed in Washington. And he said in this call, and I quote, The law is worse than our immigration policy. You can't break up rat families or raccoons or all the rest. And you can't even kill them. It's unbelievable. Close quote. Well, yes, he had to include, he had to mention uh, the immigration policy of the U.S. when he was talking about rats. It's worse. This lies worse than our immigration policy. You can't break up rat families. Well, guess what? Um, family separation became a reality at the border during the Trump administration. Kids as young as two years old were being separated from their parents. Even infants were being separated from their parents without any tiny bit of compassion. How do you not feel compassion for a kid or an infant who cries for their parents? When do you stop feeling compassion for a kid or an infant, even when the parents may be in the wrong? When do you stop feeling compassion for a kid or an infant? Let me tell you when. When you fail to see them as your own. When you see them as complete foreigners, as complete strangers that have nothing to do with you. Because as soon as you're able to see somebody, someone as someone who's completely opposite of you, who is your enemy, who's a complete stranger, yes, it's so easy to not feel compassion for a person like that. And he's a Catholic. Ken Cuccinelli is a Catholic. I'm sure he read Matthew 25 verses 35 and 36. He went to a Catholic school. So I'm pretty sure he's read this before, or at least he's heard it before. I wonder, do his beliefs really influence his political agenda? Because if his beliefs help him with his political career, what justification does he find in his faith for his immigration agenda. What part of his faith does he use 
What principle of his faith does he utilize to justify his immigration agenda? Well, he wrote a book called The Last Line of Defense, and it's a book about why he considers Obama's health care law an attack on liberty. And this is what he said. Life isn't necessarily fair, and it's not the government's job to make it fair. Taking care of the poor, he said, no, he wrote, is the job of families, churches, and charities, not the government. All right. And and that, you know that's that's all I'm quoting from his book. All right, that's that that's fair. Life is not fair. Okay, I, I understand that it's not the government's job to make it fair. All right. That that means um that he may believe that Christians should help the poor, but he does not believe that the government should help the poor. Right? So in so in this case, his faith does not um, influence his political position in this case. Right? That's that's what I'm understanding from from this. Yes, I believe we should take care of the poor, but that's only you know for families, that's only for the church, not the government. Okay, I, I understand that. That's that's a fair point. Um from from that quote it it's apparent to me that that his Christian beliefs do not play an important role in his political ideas. And in a way, that makes sense. You know, there's got to be a separation between what you think it's the right thing to do, I guess, from a Christian perspective. I mean, from from his point of view, he's got to see it this way, that there's, that there's a separation between what he thinks is the right thing uh, to do from a Christian perspective and what's the right thing to do from a political perspective. So it's the right thing to do to help the poor from a Christian perspective, but from a political perspective is not the right thing to do. So he's got this separation, or he sees it this way, I, I, I believe. Um, so according to him, there are certain roles that the government fulfills and, and plays, and there are other roles that the church should play. However, when it comes to other issues like abortion and marriage, his faith pretty much dictates his political position in these controversial issues. So when it comes to abortion and marriage, his faith is dictating his political position. When it comes to immigration, it doesn't. It seems that his religious beliefs either come into place or are left out of his political agenda when he needs to justify the lack of empathy for people that don't look like him, for people that don't think like him, and for people who he feels are completely opposite of him. So the question is, 
how much of his faith really influences his political positions? Does he get to pick and choose which principles of his faith will uh, he will take into his politics and which he won't? Because it's clear that he does use his, his faith for some of his political positions, but he completely omits his faith for others, specifically when it comes to immigration. And I bet he might say, my duty is to the American people, right? To love my neighbor. That's fair. That's fair. And I'm not saying that, you know, the border should be open for everybody to come. But there's got to be a different approach. There's got to be some compassion that is clearly lacking in this administration. Now, do you think his ancestors would have been welcomed in America under Cuccinelli's current immigration stance? Let's review some information about his ancestors. As, as you can tell, the last name Cuccinelli um, comes from Italy. His great-grandfather, Dominic Cuccinello, was born in, in 1875 in southern Italy. Italy was back then a newly formed nation, and he was from the south part of Italy, okay, where most of the Italian immigrants came from. And his great-grandfather, Dominic, he came to to the United States in 1896. So, remember this date, this year, 1896. So, let's review the immigration laws at the time to see, you know, what, what laws he had to abide by to come to the United States. His great-grandfather, Dominic Cuccinello. Back then, there was the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882. And this law uh, pretty much prohibited uh, Chinese laborers from coming into the U.S. This put a stop on, on Chinese immigration. On that same year, there was another law enacted, the, the Immigration Act of 1882. Okay, the Immigration Act of 1882. What did this uh, law state? Well, it prohibited... The, the entry of people that were found to be a convict, a lunatic, an idiot, and those likely to become a public charge. So those were the people that were uh, not eligible to come into the United States. Okay, They would be returned as soon as they arrived in the U.S. Now, everybody else was welcome. And the people that came into the States, they had to pay something. Well, they had to pay, according to this Immigration Act of 1882, 50 cents per person. Okay, that was the law. You wanted to come here? As long as you're not a convict, a lunatic, an idiot, or, or someone who um, you know, may not be able to, to work and to take care of themselves... Um, then you're welcome. You just have to pay 50 cents per person. Now, you may, you know, 50 cents may sound like it's nothing, but remember, this is 
uh, you know, the late 1800s. So you may say maybe 50 cents was a lot. Well, I did the calculation. I, I used an inflation calculation. 50 cents in 1882, okay, um, is the equivalent of $12.65 in 2020 dollars, US dollars. So what, how much is 50 cents worth right now? Their 50 cents? $12.65 per person. Okay? So all they had to do is just, you know, they, they most likely paid a lot more chess to come just across the Atlantic Ocean and arrive here. Now, um, what about this uh, prohibition against those who would could become a public church? Well, it turns out that that ban um, was most often applied to women who were traveling alone. So they considered that any woman who was traveling alone was not able to take care of themselves, find find a job, and and you know and 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 paid for their own necessities. So they were turned back. So pretty much everybody was welcome, except for the Chinese. Any European was welcome. That is the immigration law that Ken Cuccinelli's father, excuse me, great-grandfather, um, had. And you can say, well, I mean, that's not his fault. That's, that was the law. That's fair. That was the law. But when, when people say, my, my great-grandparents, my ancestors came the right way, yeah, they came the right way because the right way was to just pay 50 cents to enter or $12.65 in, in 2020 dollars. Now, remember that his great-grandfather, Dominic, came to the U.S. in 1896, right? I told you to remember that. You know, I've, I found an article from The Atlantic that was written by uh, someone named Francis A. Walker. This article was published in the June edition of 1896, the same year that Dominic came to the United States. Okay, June of 1896, an article from The Atlantic. Let me just read a couple of paragraphs from this article. This is what Mr. Walker says. By the way, Francis A. Walker, he is not a fan of immigrants. He sees them as a huge problem in the U.S. at that time, on the year that Dominic Cuccinello arrived in the U.S. And I quote, The question today is not of preventing the words of our almshouses, our insane asylums, and our jails from being stuffed to repletion by new arrivals from Europe, but of protecting the American rate of wages, the American standard of living, and the quality of American citizenship from degradation through the tumultuous access of vast throngs of ignorant and brutalized peasantry from the countries of Eastern and Southern Europe. Close quote. I'm sure Mr. Walker wasn't alone in this sentiment in the U.S. back then. You know, he was pretty much fed up with immigrants coming to the United States and he saw them as ignorance, as brutalized peasantry. 
you know, from, from Eastern and Southern Europe. And Ken Cuccinelli's great-grandfather was among them. On that same year that Francis Walker wrote this article about these pretty much filthy immigrants, now that's the same year that Ken Cuccinelli's grand, great-grandfather arrived in the United States. It seems that this article could very well have been written by Ken Cuccinelli II. It, it seems that, yeah, he could have written this article too. Let me read another paragraph from this article. And I quote, The arrival in the United States between 1830 and 1840 and thereafter increasingly of large numbers of degraded peasantry created for the first time in this country distinct social classes and produce an alteration of economic relations which could not fail powerfully to affect population. The appearance of vast numbers of men, foreign in birth and often in language, with a poorer standard of living, with habits repellent to our native people, of an industrial grade suited only to the lowest kind of manual labor, was exactly such a cause as by any student of population would be expected to affect profoundly the growth of the native population. Americans shrank alike from the social contact and the economic competition thus created. Close quote. This, this guy, um, Francis Walker, was, yeah, he, he was really fed up with immigrants back then. And, and he definitely saw them as, you know, he mentions, you know, these men, foreign in birth and often in language, you know, that the, he saw them as only as the lowest kind of people that only were suited for, for the lowest kind of manual labor. And yes, Ken Cuccinelli's great-grandfather was among them. He was one of those Southern Europeans who came on that very year. On that very year. So what was the worry of these Americans from the uh, late 19th century? Well, they were worried that these millions of foreigners... They were worried that they uh, will not assimilate. And they um, were worried that these foreign immigrants, as they called them, would endanger the health and the life of the nation. And that's exactly the same worry that people have today. You know, that the difference is that now these immigrants, like myself, come mainly from Latin America. And yes, we look different. Just like the Southern Italians looked different back then. But yes, we're not of European descent. We're brown, mainly. We speak another language. And there are people that feel like we are here to change the way of life of the American people. So apparently we, we are not able to contribute to this country. We're only here to take away. That is completely incorrect. It did not happen in the 19th century and in the 20th century with those immigrants 
that people back then did not like. It did not happen with them. It will not happen with immigrants like ourselves in the 21st century. Ken Cuccinelli's mother said once, we raised the boys to believe that character means doing the right thing, especially when it isn't popular. Well, I really hope that Ken Cuccinelli will do the right thing, just like his mother said, that he will do the right thing even when it is unpopular with the current administration that he's part of, when something is unpopular with his party, the Republican Party. We are immigrants, like his great-grandfather once was. And they came here looking for a better life. And look, they were able to achieve it. Look at Ken Cuccinelli and his family and his brothers. They were able to achieve the American dream. They were not the lowest kind of people. Like Francis Walker thought. Like many people back in the day thought. The Italian immigrants came and contributed to the American way of life. And we can too, and we will too, and we are doing that. I really hope that um, the Trump administration will have a tiny bit of compassion for the immigrant workers. Once again, this is Luis with Community of Strangers. Until next time.